Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be joining you for yet another episode of the Pretty Dope Series podcast. I have some things I want to share with you, and I hope that I can convey this message in such a way that it refreshes your life, that it adds value and adds more faith to your faith. And so uh, I'm coming from Acts chapter 3 verse 1 um, through 10, and it's talking about the man at the gate called Beautiful. And this topic or this session is called A Beautiful Thing. And so um, it reads, one day at three o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. At the same time, there was a man crippled from birth being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named, named beautiful, excuse me, to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, look here. He looked up expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. The man went into the temple with them, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everybody there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognized him as the one who sat begging at the temple gate beautiful and rubbed their eyes astonished scarcely believing what they were seeing and i have to kind of stop and say a little bit about how they recognized him that even after he got healed even though he was joyous um even though he had a new uh found meaning of life and he was just you know i'm i'm amazed and excited and and all of that they could only identify him as what they encountered him as, which was the man that was at the gate begging. And I, you know, I always wondered, you know, why was the gate called beautiful? You know, what about it was beautiful? Um, you know, what significance did it have um, for them to, you know, name that gate called beautiful? And literally, it was like I don't have you know, what you want, but I have what you need is what they were talking about with the man um, at the gate called beautiful. And sometimes, and I tell a lot of people that sometimes it's just a small thing that keeps us from the bigger picture. Sometimes it's the past. Sometimes it's what we haven't healed from. It's sometimes what um, we failed at, uh, what somebody didn't do, what somebody said. It can be the smallest thing that keeps us from that next place, from your your healing, from you getting up and walking, from uh, from you progressing, from you actually getting to what God has promised you to have. And so I just want you to think right now, you know, even in just the privacy of your home or wherever you may be. What is that one thing that has, you know, gone unhealed? You know, what wound has been open and never healed properly? What one thing that keeps replanting your mind? What is that one thing that keeps, you know, sitting on your heart and you never really talk about or speak about or even deal with it? Sometimes that one thing can spread just like a wound. A wound can be in one place, but if it's untreated, it can, you know, go to other 
other places and spread. So it is when you have, you know, situations or issues or traumatic experiences that, you know, you have not yet healed from or acknowledged or even can confess that happened. Um, and I say that to every person that I know, because traumatic experiences are not just physical. They're more mental than anything. But I will say this, whether you, you know, were a product of substance abuse, whether your parents were, you know, you know, drunks or whatever, it doesn't matter where you have come from. God says, I want to, you know, give you life and give you life more abundantly. But sometimes the very thing that keeps us from having life is, is our choice to let things go, our choice to okay, I'm not going to minimize what happened, but I am going to confess it. I am going to allow God to have it. Then I'm going to allow God to heal me from it because I'm missing out on my beautiful story. I am missing out on the beauty of life. I am missing out on what life should be because of this one little thing. And it says, I don't have much to give you. Sometimes when you're dealing with people, you don't have, you know, everything, a whole remedy for everything that they're going through. But what I do have is the healer. What I do have is the restore. What I do have inside of me, the spirit of God in me that is willing to do what I cannot do in the physical. And so what is that one thing I'm asking? I'm pressing upon your heart. What is that one thing that you have yet to really receive complete healing from. I'm not talking about healing enough to function. Cause you know, sometimes we take medicine just enough to function and get back to, you know, what we were, but we're not completely healed. That sickness is still not there. It's just, we just got the symptoms treated. And I never ever, and I tell people all the time, I never want to continue to go to church and I keep treating the symptoms of what people are going through and not get to the root of it because that's, you know, it's pointless because after a while, the medicine is going to be uh, ineffective. And that's a whole revelation. That's a whole revelation right there. Sometimes, you know, in our churches and in our Christian communities, you know, we keep medicating the symptoms and literally what happens over time, what worked before or what should work at the present moment, the body has gotten immune to it because, you know, we didn't shout at everybody to death and we have, you know, lay hands until there's no more hands to be laid, but we still have not talked about the issue. We still have not dealt with what's really wrong. And so I know that's very weighty, but you know, I live in a real world and I live in real ministry as well. And so I'm just asking you, what is that one small thing that causing a big issue that you can't get up and walk where you can't get up and go into, uh, you know, the temple gates and be rejoicing and be healed and, and all of that and go free in your life. What is that one thing? And what I can tell you is I've had that one thing before many times on many occasions. So you're not alone in this. But what I will tell you is it was a choice for me to choose to stand up and walk away from that one thing that was holding me back from everything God could and wanted to bless me with. And so what I want to talk about is a beautiful thing. Your life can be beautiful if you choose for it to be. You can't go back and erase what happened to you. I'm not, you know, negating the pain and the anguish and everything it has caused. You know, my heart goes out to you and I'm very sympathetic and empathetic, um, you know, whatever your situation is. But at the same time, what the difference between 
a believer and non-believer is that they believe that God is a healer and that he is not just a healer of physical issues, but mental issues, emotional issues, heart issues, whatever it can be. God can heal it all. Healing is not just one facet. You know, it's, it's many things. Healing in the mind, healing in the emotions, healing from what happened and why it happened. And please understand, I'm not just talking about um, you know, being violated or going through, you know, issues in, in certain ways. But I am talking about all things that have happened to you up until this point, whether it was failure, whether it was someone who walked away or abandoned you, whatever it may be. What is that one thing that keeps you from having a beautiful life? And when you have located that, as I've been talking, I want you to right now confess that, hey, this happened, but Lord, I'm going to come out of this. Lord, you're going to heal me. You know, and when you confess something, when I tell you, you confess it and you really give it over to God and you let it go. Literally, the healing process starts. I got up for years and I declared over my life how I felt, what happened. But then I said, Lord, I'm healed. And because I confessed it now to this day, I can talk about everything that's ever happened to me and I can literally minister to other people without being affected, without crying, without losing my mind about it. But literally, I am healed from the inside out. And that's a work of God. That's God that did that. Not me, not the self-help books, but God. And so I'm just asking you, and if you'll be so kind to get that one little thing and confess what it is, what is done to you. But also at the end of that phrase, say, I am healed. And if you can do that for the next 10 days, for the next month or 21 days, you will see a tremendous impact in your life. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for your time. But I really desire and I know God wants you to have a beautiful life and not continue to sit at the gate called beautiful and beg for something that's already yours. Love y'all.